From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. It is a very exciting day here today on the Daily Discipline Podcast because it is a first. We are about to do a first ever. We are introducing, and we're just doing this as a test right now. We want to see how you guys like it. Um, but we get questions you know, from people about applying these, these concepts that we talk about on this podcast and what should be the next step if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and um, just stuff like that. And, and so we have the idea of doing sharing real-life stories with you of real-life people who are really trying to implement all of the things that we talk about here on the podcast. So we're going to introduce these new episodes that we're going to call Life Stories, and you're going to get to hear real-life stories of people that we are working with, um, our team at Southwestern Consulting is working with to help implement these principles. And so it's going to be kind of fun because you'll get to hear a little bit about who they are, what they do every day. You'll hear people from all different backgrounds and industries. Um, You'll hear about how they found us and then what we've been working with them on and then basically what their problem was, how we all work together to solve that problem, what the results have been, and then what their next challenge is. And then we get into a little bit of live coaching on the call uh, from me. So they're kind of cool because um, it's it's different and it's three voices. You're going to have my voice, you're going to have our client's voice, and then you're going to have our coach's voice. So the coach who is actually working with um, this client, uh, and, and they'll both be on, and of course they have a longer relationship than I do because in a lot of ways, even though they're our client, I haven't spent a tremendous amount of time with them one-on-one. And today is the first one, and it's a great topic because we have uh, one of our clients and our coach on here to talk about shaping culture and how as a leader, what are the things you do to shape culture? How do you implement it and create action? It's going to be awesome. We're going to get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. I don't know how often I say this, but I say it a lot that at Southwestern Consulting, we love practitioners. We love people who are in the field of battle, leading people, making sales, uh, you know, making moves as an organization, creating companies, creating movements. And I'm so excited today because we have, for the first time ever, one of our actual coaching clients 
um, live on the phone. This is an idea that uh, our team uh, brainstormed over the last several months, and so this is the first one. And I'm going to tell you about a little, just a little bit about this gentleman you're about to hear from. His name is Dr. Ray Queener. And Dr. Queener is the superintendent of Cambridge Asante Schools, um, and he's been in education for 26 years. He's got a, a bachelor's of science degree um, in secondary mathematics education from University of Minnesota. He has a master's degree in educational administration from St. Mary's University of Minnesota, and he also has a doctorate in educational policy and administration. And so he is somebody that is leading people every day, and we have had the privilege, or Kristen uh, truly has had the privilege of being his coach over the, the better part of a year or so. And so I brought – Kristen is here, and uh, Dr. Ray is here. And so, Kristen, I just wanted to start with you. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you so much, so tell me, how, tell me a little bit about your relationship with Ray. How long have you been working together? What, what are some of the things that you guys have uh, you know, covered, and, and what has been some of the, the, the focus? Gosh, Ray and I have been working together for almost a year now, and we are really focusing in on how to help shape culture. They've already been doing so much to, to really work on the culture and climate of their school district. And so we're just looking to, to find ways to collaborate and take that even one step further. Uh, so really working with um, how to run meetings and, and how to um, look at things a little bit differently from the perspective of business practices that you have outlined in your books, uh, from anything that we can bring to the table about um, tapping into the way people are and why they are that way and, and how we can kind of improve that. It's mm -hmm. been wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful to watch. Uh, and I think April will be a year for uh, Dr. Queener. And, and so, Dr. Queener, welcome. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. Uh, it is truly my honor to be be with you today. And uh, I've, I've been so, so pleased and, and happy to have found you uh, coincidentally through a random tweet uh, over a year ago and to, to listen to all the great things that you share and, uh, of course, read your books and, and work with you and partner with you. It's it's truly an honor on my behalf to be here. Well, thank you for that. So how so so exactly how did you get connected to us? So, so you just saw a tweet from somebody about, like, the podcast or something? Yeah, somebody tweeted out. Uh, maybe there was a retweet and it had your name on it and talked about a podcast. And it was a time I, I, I commute about an hour a day to and from work. And, wow. and so I was bored with the radio and I said, I'm going to try this podcast thing. And it was the first podcast I ever downloaded. I thought, wow, this is this is awesome. This is exactly what I need. And, you know, I, and I know we'll talk more about this, about education and, and uh, some of the parameters that are limiting us. And I thought you just spoke right into my heart right away, and I was so excited, and I just kept listening. I've listened to almost all the podcasts two times now, and uh, so I'm all caught up, and it's it's just been a great learning experience for me. That is wonderful. That well, thank you so much for just the gift of your attention, and we 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 love 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 hearing that. So. So you've been working with Kristen uh, and with our team for almost a, a year. What uh, what are some of the things that you feel like, uh, you know, maybe the goals you started with? What are some of the struggles that you are having? 
uh, what are the some of the things that you have really implemented? And and I, you know, just for those of you that are listening in, you know, I want to just kind of hear a little bit about where Dr. Queener is, and then uh, I'm going to have some questions from him about getting to the next level, and and we might uh, we might even get to do a little bit of live coaching here, um, so that there's a little bit of takeaway kind of for you. But give us the background first. Um, Ray, in terms of how you, you know what you were looking to get out and, and where you've come so far. Well, I think it's it's twofold. Uh, first and foremost, I am I am a truly a lifelong learner. I love to read. I love to learn and grow. And you know every every opportunity I get, uh, I'm I'm just excited to do that. So that's just a passion of mine to continue to learn new things. And so that's that's always there. But I think. You know, after after 25 plus years in education, and especially I've been in this role now two and a half years as a superintendent, you start to look at how how are we able to make significant changes uh, to to affect student performance. I mean, that's ultimately mm-hmm. what our goal is: is how do we reach out and help kids be successful? And so often you keep bumping up against barriers and funding parameters and law, new laws and challenges and all those things, and it just it just feels like we're not we're not heading in a good direction, and we're definitely not heading there fast enough for me. So, I started on a path of we got to start looking at things differently. We have to truly be innovative and creative in how we approach everything we do. And 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 I think that's happened as part of our strategic planning in our district and what we're looking at for the future. But as I said, I the biggest complaint I get is we just don't have time. Mm. We just don't have time. And and you made a you had a quote in in one of the podcasts and I apologize I don't know which one it was but the the quote that you had said was the problem with us as humans today is we just don't stop and think mm. and I went mm-hmm. wow how right is that I mean how many times do we come home exhausted and look back at our day and go what did we even do and we don't <laughs> even know and. It, and you know, it's not like you weren't busy. It's not like we were sitting around. I, I often joke with the staff, I've been all over this district. I've never found one person sitting idle doing nothing. We are all busting it. And so what I what I latched on to and why I started pursuing the coaching is how do I bring this to the organization so that we can maximize the time that we have so that we can truly look toward the future about doing the, as you know, doing the things that we should be doing today to give us more time tomorrow. And and that's really caught on. And I think having some of the discussions with teachers and administrators and just making these small modifications, it's made a difference for us. Mm. How have you done that? So like, uh, you know, it's one thing for you to hear a quote on a podcast, but how are you, uh, and I know, you know, the, in the background that Kristen has shared is, you know, shaping culture seems to really be, you know, like, Time management and shaping culture seems to be the two big focuses. Um, so how have you been able to kind of take like that little concept of creating time and actually get it implemented with your with your team? Awesome question. And 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 I will admit we are still a work in progress. I mean, we are we're still learning and growing every day. But you know, when I first came to the district, one of the things that, that I had that I was uh, given information on is that we needed some culture shifts. And I started with uh, a district-wide book read, and we actually read uh, Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. And every, I think I had, you know, about 500 and some people that signed up and got the book, and we read that. And that, that kind of changed how we talk about things. 
and we did a book read last year. Well, this year I thought, what better way for us to, what better gift do I have to give to staff in, in reading books about self-discipline and maximizing our time? And so I reached out to the author of those two books and uh, <laughs> talked about a partnership, and mm-hmm. we we had a video and and I got I was excited about what I was bringing and of course your video that you put together for us for our staff meeting generated a lot of excitement. We had 600 people of our 800 staff sign up and participate. Wow! So we've been we've been reading along. I have uh, online discussion boards that we throw questions out and and. Uh, have people respond to we have done some uh some articles and then because i admire uh your skills as a podcaster i made a goal of 2015 to get into the podcasting business at, le- at least internally first so we've created uh our internal podcast called blue jacket connections and the focus of that is actually talking about how do we maximize our time and and uh culture and celebrate good news and those types of things. So um, successfully got two podcasts in the book, and we're working on podcast cool. number three um, for next week. So good for those you. are some of the things that we've done. So did you – I mean, like you mentioned earlier, you know, obviously funding for schools is – I mean, that's just like the ultimate ceiling roadblock challenge, always working about. But you said you got like all – like 600 of your teachers. Did they – did they did you find a way to pay for it, or did they pay for it, or what – like what had that happen? Well, we we the district paid for it, and and what was awesome about it is it was we have about 350 licensed teachers, but we have instructional assistants, bus drivers, food service staff, custodians, mm-hmm. support staff. It was it was truly an organizational wide embrace of of taking a look at these these books and and their messages. Wow. And so, um. It, it's touched. It's touched a lot of places. We have many book reads going on all over the district. We're just a little background. We're about 5,000 students, and we're in um, East Central Minnesota, and uh, we have seven schools and a couple other buildings. And it's really, it's really taken off. We've got a lot of people that are just having excitement about talking about time and how we use our time and how do we focus on things. And I think the fascinating thing was generally. I mean, maybe you can answer this. I think it was written more from a sales and business perspective. Yeah. I've enjoyed taking those concepts and applying them in the education world. And, I, and I've done that with a few other things. And I think that's just generated so much excitement for me in my profession. I, I'm in my 26th year, and I feel like I'm in my first year. I'm so mm, raring to so go cool. every moment of the day. It's just awesome. That is so and one cool. thing that's – Yeah, go ahead, Kristen. And one thing that's really neat is the way Ray is really bringing it to life with his staff. Instead of it just being a book read and talking about the concepts, there's a call to action. There's sharing how is this looking in your world, what are you doing differently, and what are the results from this change. And I think that that is the difference between life-changing and not life-changing. We can pack ourselves filled with so many different ideas, but unless we're really determining what am I going to do differently now that I know what I know, it's just really good ideas. So he does a really great job of trying to give it legs and breathe life into it. That is so cool. So, yeah, and so so beyond the books, Kristen. So I think, and and first of all, too, I mean, Dr. Ray, thank you so much. I mean, thank you for the for the compliment of of 
you know, taking our work at Southwestern Consulting and, and, you know, trying to infuse it into, into the culture. And so coming back to you, Kristen, what are some of the other things, you know, separate from the books, what are some of the other things that you've seen that Ray seems to be doing that is actually working and that is actually creating traction? Well, one thing that would just be a very simple shift that makes a huge difference is that we were talking about how do your meetings look? And he kind of described what the current situation was. And one idea was what happened, What would happen if you were the very first person in that room and you greeted everybody so that you were intentionally setting the tone and the energy for how that meeting unfolds? Uh. And uh, just that teeny tiny thing made a really big difference, a noticeable difference to him and probably to everybody else as well. So really, it's, it's not that we're saying, hey, you need to do it this way, no matter what it is we're talking about. It's looking at what's happening uh, and then determining whether there's anything that we can do to improve that even by one degree. So I love that. So you, you mentioned that, you know, as his coach, you're not telling him, you're not like saying this is the way that it has to be done. It's more like a partnership kind of a thing. It's absolutely collaboration, and that's what's so fun. It's instead of saying, I have some idea that I want to force down your throat, you better do this, because we know it works. It's way more what is important to you right now, and how can we take that significant thing and bring anything to it that will help elevate it to some new level that hadn't been thought of before. And I can think of time after time where I might come with an idea, oh my gosh, I'm excited to talk to Ray about this, and he'll discuss something that's happening, and it'll take a completely different direction because that's the area that really needed the focus at the time. Mm-hmm. I love that, although now I, I am a little embarrassed that you're sharing this tip about being the first person in the room to greet everybody because I'm always like the last person in the room at our meeting. <laughs> so let's let's dive in a little bit to, to you know where you're going next, Ray, and, and how do we how do we get you there? Like so, what would you say right now? Um, what is what is the biggest challenge that you've got in front of you that you're that you're you're facing right now? Because you're you know you're nine months down the process here working with our team working with Kristen, what do you think is the next, you know, to ask the question, uh, what is your next most significant thing? Well, the short answer is culture. And I'm going to just rewind the clock a little bit. When I came to the district, one of the things that the board wanted to begin right away is that they wanted to have a vision of where we're going as a district. And so we we went through a strategic planning process and we put that plan in place and we're we're in the middle of of implementing that but as we looked at all the words and what do things mean you know we had created our belief statements and we had created our parameters of how we're going to implement the plan but there really was there wasn't life there it wasn't it, as you as you know it wasn't generating the emotion and so what we started off and I after visiting with Kristen and how do we how do we evolve this you know, we decided, or what I wanted to do is create a district-wide operational creed. So, I wanted to be able to stay. So, so hold on one I, second before you before you do that. I want to back you up there. Uh, so, because I want to hear about the process that you did on the new stuff. But you 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 breezed right over something. You said it didn't create emotion. What what do you mean by what do you mean by that? What did that tell you? Like, how did you identify that? Why is that important? Great question. So, the way that our model worked is we had a we had a strategic planning team 
of about 30 people that were a cross-section of everyone in the district, community members, staff members, all different shapes and sizes of everybody. And they came together, and, and the intent behind the model was that they develop belief statements and parameters around what they believe, and, and therefore that should represent what the community believes. And okay. what I was finding out as we were rolling it out is it, it was still other people's work. It was still not mine. It wasn't connecting with me on an emotional level. I can read the words and I might believe it, but it wasn't, it wasn't coming to life. And so what I did with this process, I started with, the, with my team, my direct team, which is called a cab, cabinet here in our district. And I said, we need to bring the belief statements and the parameters to life. We need to define how are we going to operate as a team. Mm. And so we developed an operating creed, a cabinet operational creed of how we are going to treat and respect each other and how we are going to do our best work and conversely, how we're not going to treat each other and how we're not going to do our best work. And so we did that, and that's we did that last summer. Mm -hmm. Nice, it had a great process. I did the same thing with the administrative team, which is basically the next tier down in the organizational chart, which includes all the principals, assistant principals, deans, and directors. And we developed our admin team creed. And then my my directive that I wanted them to carry out is then to take this process out to their buildings and departments and go through the same thing. And by the end of the year, we'll look at all of these operational creeds and we'll find where the commonalities are, and that will become our district-wide creed. Mm. When someone comes to our district, we'll say, here's what we stand for. This is what you can expect from us and what we will deliver to you as an employee of this organization. And then if you happen to be a teacher at one of our middle schools, here is that, here's the couple caveats that go with that for that building. And here is something that might be specific for that department. And so everybody will be able to be on the same page on what we know and can expect from each other on how this partnership works so that we truly get to a high functioning level. Yeah, I love that. And we, we talk a lot about how, you know, the beauty of a Cree, and I think I've, I've told the story here on the podcast before, and it was a huge turning point. And so, Kristen, did did you did you guys talk about creating that creed, or was Ray already working on that, or were you kind of were you, is, is that kind of one of the places that you identified early on and said, "Hey, we should we should dive in on this." That was really one of the very first things we discussed is how to take, you know, so many years ago, lots of organizations went through the process of creating vision statements or mission statements. And what happened was a few went to the mountain and decided what it was and then rolled it out to everybody. And they were like, great. Right. And that was about it. So it turned into a lifeless flavor of the month, just kind of words. And we wanted to really dive into how can we make these uh, something that really has uh, breath of its own and really helps us to evolve uh, toward what our next vision of our greatest selves can be. So we talked about how, what does it look like to treat each other with respect and care and what does best work look like? And they came up with those things. And once they were agreed upon, they kind of honed and perfected it. And then from that work, they decided what their creed would be. And those are those statements that really um, kind of give you the parameters of how you want to be for one another, for your students, for your community. 
Oh, I Jerry, love. Let me just add one more piece about sure. And why we're doing this this culture thing. So part of our one of the things in our strategic plan was to develop a brand, develop a a, a logo, an image, a, a market, uh, a mark for the district. And and we went through a process and we did that and it was a great process. But once we decided that this is going to be our brand and our mark, we looked at it or I looked at it and said, so what does it mean? What does it mean to have that? And when people see that, how are they going to feel? And how are they, what is that, what kind of thoughts are going to be generated? And that's really where I just said, we have a huge void here. We need to be able to define this now so that we know when, when that image comes up on a screen or they see it in the paper, they know what that stands for. And instead of just letting a culture be soft and, and kind of out there just being talked about, I wanted to put it on black and white. I wanted to define it so that we knew exactly what this culture is. And there's there's so many tremendous things going on here, and we want to highlight those, but we also want to make sure that like when you flash up when you flash up a logo of of Nike, everybody has an image of what that is. Right. And I want the same thing here. And so we're being very focused and intentional on defining it for ourselves. So we're all defining our culture, and then we will live that out to anybody that's new that comes in the organization and say, here, here's what we stand for. This is what this means. And and if you want to be a part of that, great. Well, and I, one thing I, I just really applaud you both on and especially you Ray is just pausing and stopping and saying this has to get people emotional like just because we have a cool logo right that doesn't that's worthless or just because we have some arbitrary words on a paper if if you read them and and I think there's a couple things that are really awesome here about what you're doing so number 1 is you know people humans are not logical. <laughs> Humans are emotional and they have to be led emotionally. They have to be charged. They have to be, they have to be lit up. They, they have to be inspired. And when you're, the decisions that you're making as a leader are so important. I mean, when you're saying, you know what, that, that those words on the page, that ain't it. Like we, we went through it, but that ain't it because why? Because when I read it, it doesn't fire me up and it doesn't fire you up and it doesn't get any of us fired up to go out and do something. And when you talk about creating a culture shift, you have to have something that gets people fired up and it has to be, it, it, it has to be there. And I think um, what's really cool too, is that you're being so collaborative about this whole process and, and you're bringing people in on it. It's not coming down, you know, from the mount. people are coming up with it. Um, but you're, you're holding as the leader, you're holding the standard of what it has to be and you're making sure it's emotional and that it, it serves it serves its purpose. And I, so, you know, kudos to you. I think those are, those are major, major leadership, uh, leadership moves. So I think, I think well, and again, I, I just, I, one of the things you said, uh, this is a long time ago now, it seems like forever, but it's you know, within a year or so. One of the podcasts is, is about, we're talking about new year's resolutions and why I can't remember the stats, you know, 50% of the people don't make it through the first month on their New Year's resolutions. Well, I was in that 50% category. Mm. And the comment that you made was the problem people don't do that is because there's no emotion attached to it. So one of the things that I'm so honored to be working with Kristen on is even some of the personal goals. Mm. I can happily report for 2015, I actually knocked some of them off. It was the first time <laughs> I had the same document that I've been opening up for the last five years, and I just kind of changed the date to the new year and 
they're the same goals, but there was never anything built around the emotion. There was never any time schedule built into accomplishing the goals. And, and we, we made tremendous progress on learning how to do that. And, and so getting emotional, finding action items, and the time management are the three probably huge things that I've walked away from this experience. And I'm just, like I said, I'm more, invi- more invigorated today 26 years into this profession than I was on day one. Talk to me about, I want to dive a little, just for a minute on the personal stuff. Um, you know, this is, it's funny, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is uh, like, you know, emulating somewhat of a, co- of a coaching call of, uh, about back and the dialoguing back and forth and brainstorming. And, you know, that's a good idea. Hey, maybe we should change this. Um, and of course, you know, our coaching at Southwestern Consulting, as you said, is, is, designed to be very business focused as a sales focused you know our sales coaching is our core practice and then leadership coaching is is become very popular and I, I love the fact that you're in education and you still latched onto this stuff and we've been able to team up with you um but inevitably our calls do end up kind of ch- touching in on some of those personal things um and we you know we believe you can't really separate the person from the leader it's it's you, you but so i tell me about what are some of those personal things that you say hey in 2015 i actually did check check out would you are you would you open to share some of that well absolutely and and uh um you know i i uh, one of the things that i've lived with my whole life is is weight like not unlike a lot of folks and mm. you know i'm not overweight um or obese but i definitely had extra cargo um that I was carrying around and so <laughs> I always was trying to try this diet try that diet why wasn't I motivated and I remember coming home after listening to that podcast about the reason why people fail at goals is there's no emotion to it and so I told my wife Sherry that I'm going to I'm going to here's my target weight this is what I want to get down to and if I do I really really want to get a motorcycle that's what I'm attached to and so now I have an emotional connection to why I want to lose weight other than just I want to lose weight or I need to lose some weight or even if it was a, you know, a, a smart goal of how much, how many pounds you want to lose in so many different months, I didn't have an emotion behind it. So I'm still working. I don't have a motorcycle yet, but I, I'm, I'm making mm-hmm. great progress. And that's one that, that had been sitting there for years, you know, God, I really should lose, you know, 40 pounds or whatever the number was. And, you know, that is probably some of the greatest things that I've, I've taken away from Kristen. She is phenomenal with, talking about um, watch your mind and watch how you think things. And we've mm. talked about Mr. Mediocrity and watching the thinker and all those things that I, just never dawned on me. And and that's really that that's one that I'm super excited about because I think I've dropped some pounds. I'm healthier. I am more active. I sleep more. I sleep better. Mm. It gives me more energy in the day. And, you know, I I love coming to work. I'm excited, and and I think it's all connected. Because you're right, the leader and the person are not disconnected. They are all in one. And if I can speak to that a little bit as well, yeah. Um, you now have a, a morning routine. You do things in a very routine, habitual fashion that uh, supports your new efforts. And also, we took um, really the way you come across actions for anything that you're wanting to change is to move from the vague concept of this lofty goal of being at my ideal body weight, because you can't put that in your calendar. 
you know, I can't say Wednesday at two, I'm going to have my ideal body weight. You have to go from concept to action. So we worked a lot on mm. mind mapping to be able to take that concept and come up with some concrete actions and those actions you can put into your calendar. So for instance, if it was about weight, if I need to eat healthy snacks, well, I need to put it in my calendar to go shop for those healthy snacks. Right. And I need to make the time to to bring those healthy snacks to work. So make sure I have at least 10 minutes to pack those healthy snacks and then have a reward and a consequence for if you drive by that same convenience store and grab a burger, um, what are you going to do to create a stronger mindset? Um, can you Can you set up a reward for avoiding it? And can you set up a consequence? If you do cave, and then how do we just pick up and and create that mind shift for the next day so it doesn't create guilt? Yeah, I love that. And those things are so simple, Kristen, but it's, I mean, it's the essence of, it's the power of accountability is to have somebody think through that um, and just breaking it down uh, just as you're talking. It's just, that's such a genius concept, the idea of just take the principle and convert it into an action. And if you don't, if you don't have the principle converted to an action, then it's not going to, not going to happen. So it's like you start with the principle, convert it to an action, turn it into accountability. And then it's like the result shows up. It's, it's, it's inevitable. I, I think the, the other thing that Kristen has really helped me on is, so I, I remember when Kristen and I were talking about how, how things happen and, and that, you know, we look at people that have had success. You don't just wake up tomorrow and say, now I'm going to be disciplined in everything I do. It, it takes work and it takes a lot of effort. And and so coming to that realization that this is continually something that you work on every day, it's not that you ever arrive, it's just always there. Mm. And I remember a very vivid point early uh, last September where um, we had, I, we had, I'd done, I had completed the vision board work and was doing visualization and, and, and I was following through, but it didn't feel like it was anything. I was just struggling with it. And last September, for whatever reason, I went through my vision board and my pictures and I paused in each one and I didn't just look at it. I looked at it and I thought, how does it make me feel? Mm -hmm. This were to be true. How, how am I connected to this? That's when I would say it kicked and clicked for me is that, Again, I'm emotionally attached to this now. I understand what I'm trying to do. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that that has been so huge for me because now I have an emotional attachment to the goals that I'm trying to do. And it just has increased motivation and energy and everything. And so, I mean, those things, just having that partner with you that's right by your side has just been phenomenal for me. Uh, and, and I can't say enough about Kristen. I think she is absolutely phenomenal work with oh i love it and, and I, <laughs> thank and, and you kristen i so here's a question for you kristen so y- you know you're the coach you're you're supposed to be you're supposed to be the teacher and i what i have found in in all the coaching that i've ever done is i always end up learning these amazing amazing things from my clients so my question for you is you, know, you think back over the last nine months and all the stuff that you've you've watched Ray do and you've talked about and you've, you've seen like the impacts that it's had in his personal life on the team and the cabinet and the administrative team at Cambridge Asante. What has been like the, your favorite thing about Ray that you've really watched and that you've learned from? Oh, well, that's a wonderful question. And immediately it is the, 
depth of conviction. Uh, so to, to understand and have that aha moment where words are just words unless they have that feeling behind them. And a vision board is just pictures unless you can tap into that feeling place of joy and gratitude as if it's already happened. You know, if those elements are missing, then, you know, it's just going through the motions. So really, when Ray did have that aha moment and he shared it with me, we were texting back and forth and it was just, it was so celebratory that this was a huge shift. And that really makes me look at what is it that I do that may have settled into a routine? What has started to blend into the wallpaper? And what can I do to kind of breathe more life into it again? Mm -hmm. So I know I visualize every single morning, and sometimes it gets to be rote. And being able to say, okay, it's time for a new vision board, or it's time to really uh, sink my teeth into feeling that again, that's made a really big difference in my life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it's uh, it, that that is so inspiring to hear the two of you just uh, functioning as a unit and a team. Uh, you know, last little question I would just ask ask for you, Ray, is uh, if there's somebody out there listening right now, and, and maybe they're like you, they've listened to some podcasts, they've kind of thought about, well, I wonder what this coaching thing is, and maybe I should have a coach and whatever. What would you uh, share with them? And and uh, you know, maybe even if it's not about coaching, maybe they're just in a dark place in their life and. Uh, they're not sure what their next step should be. What would you say to that person? Well, first off, I think having a having a partner that you can that you can be truly open and honest, and, and someone that's also going to be holding you accountable and asking you, you know, how you're doing and supporting you, and and it's it's you know it's obviously different than a spouse and different than a colleague, and and that has just been so invigorating for me. So. If someone's even thinking about it, just do it. it. It's awesome. It's it's been tremendous. I've talked to so many other people, and um, there's a lot more coaching going on out there than I think many people um, are aware of. And so, it's been a great experience, and I have been so impressed with Southwestern Southwestern Consulting and everything that we're doing. And it's it's changed my life. So if that's what they're looking for, I I encourage them to do that. And and I'm obviously happy to talk to anyone to help anyone that I can because that's that's why I do what I do. I'm trying to help people get better each and every day and why not invest some in myself to help me get better each and every day and that's what that's what we've done and and just a one last thing on on our district I've been tremendously supported by the school board and and the staff here have embraced these ideas. This is an awesome place that's getting better every day and we owe a huge debt of gratitude to all the work that you've done and, and definitely to Kristen for pushing me and helping me be better as a leader so that I can help the organization grow and learn every single day. It's, it's truly a wonderful place. Hmm. Thank you so much, Ray. I appreciate your, your kind thoughts. Yeah. And I would, I would just a, a little note on both of you and, you know, Kristen, you are such an amazing coach and such an amazing friend and a partner. And uh, I've, I feel nothing but lucky to be in business with you and to to have the confidence of working with business partners like you to just know the level by which you care about people and for Ray to come and share the story and and the transformation that they're doing uh, you know hats off to you for just making a making a difference and as we say internally our mission of helping people achieve their goals in life 
Um, so kudos to you and, and, and Dr. Queener, I, I mean, you are so inspiring. I mean, you are the, you're the reason that we do what we do and you know, what, what we do is actually a pretty, pretty, pretty small role in what's happening. The, the, what's the reason that you guys are experiencing life change over there at Cambridge Asante, um, it's not because of us. Uh, it's because of you and it's because of your team um, and it's the work that they're doing and it's the effort that they're putting in. And it was, it's largely sparked by a leader who says, you know what, I need to make some changes. I need to, I need to take my hour that I have driving in the car every day and, and find a way to invest that. I need to grow myself as a leader. I need to create something that's compelling that is created by the people for the people uh and and that whatever that thing is it doesn't have to be mine it has to be ours but it has to be emotional and i'm going to lead by example and i'm going to i'm going to walk the talk i'm going to do the vision boards i'm going to have the accountability i'm going to and i'm not going to do it for the a short term 30 day plan i'm going to embrace this that this is something that is not a temporary change but a permanent change and i'm going to do that all day every day because that's who we have to be in order to make the difference that we're making in education. And so I think I, I think I speak confidently on behalf of Kristen and all of us at Southwestern Consulting. We say congratulations. Keep doing it. It's working. You're making a huge difference. And thank, thank you to you and uh, your whole team at Cambridge Asante for just what you do. It's tremendously important. We, we greatly appreciate the partnership. And thank you for having us on today. How cool is that? I love hearing the real-life story. And what a great leader. I mean, just the humility to say, I'm going to learn. And then the humility to say, I'm going to collaborate with people. I'm going to bring them in on this. And then just the conviction, like, like Kristen captured there at the end of – you know, Ray just once he makes a decision and buys into something and he says, we're going to create a creed and if we're going to do it, it's going to be inspiring. It's going to get people emotional. And you just feel kind of this energy that he has about taking their team to the next level. And I think that is I think that's just so huge. And when you're I mean, being a leader is it means you have to change. And I think probably the most inspiring thing to me was the idea where Ray is talking about. Uh, his own personal uh, transformations that him and Kristen have worked on, the idea of getting uh, losing weight and following through on those emotions and just getting getting those results. So I hope you enjoyed that. Hey, that's the first time we've ever done that kind of thing. What I would love to do is hear your thoughts. So uh, if you can just shoot an email uh, over to us, just shoot an email to sales at southwesternconsulting.com and send me an email and let me know what you thought about that uh, interview and this idea of having real life stories on the show um, because we're, we're planning on doing that and we just want to hear your feedback and share, send us feedback on the show in general. We would love to, to hear your thoughts, but you know, it's just another vehicle that we think can keep it interesting and fun and practical to help you achieve all of the goals that you have in your life and help you inspire those people around you. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, 
and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.